Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a minute. Thanks for tuning back in to Rust Belt Startup. I'm your host, Ryan Miller. And Rust Belt Startup, if you're new here, is a podcast that is full of long-form conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, educators, people that are living unconventional lives in unconventional locations. And yeah, man, it's been, it's been like almost a month, right? Things have been uh, things have been busy. Uh, thanks for those who have asked, hey, hey, how's the podcast? Oh, where's the podcast? Well, it's right here. We're back. Yeah, glad to be glad to be uh, back into it here. And, and today's conversation is one I've been kind of saving for a little while because uh, I've been really excited to, to to share it with you. I'm gonna. I want to before I get to the interview, uh, I should talk a little bit about voice. Uh, to today's interview. Uh, is a conversation with Garrett John, and Garrett is uh, is we did this conversation when he is all the way in the UK, across the pond in Brixton, which is outside of London, and uh, I met Garrett at a conference about a year ago on voice technology, where we spent a day kind of digging into, you know, what's the future going to hold for platforms like Siri, Alexa, Google Home, all of all of that stuff that you may or may not use right now, and. Um, we had a great time. So Garrett and I uh, got to be kind of fast friends, and he has a, uh, a wonderful podcast that is specific to voice tech. It is called The Voice for Voice, and uh, I will link that up in the, uh, in the show notes, so be sure to, to, to check him out. And so in this conversation, we really get into uh, a, a little bit of his story, not a lot, but he's got a really interesting background. Garrett was, um, uh, he was like a record exec, so he ran a record label in London, uh, for a while, and they had uh, uh, they had a couple of bands that, that scored some hits, and uh, we get into how did he go from basically basically quitting school uh, and then starting a, a record label, and then what happens when the record label fails. So that's a really good story that we get into. Um, a really interesting uh, adventure that he had, and how he pivoted into uh, starting basically a, a, an agency uh, that's geared around technology, but specifically voice. A couple other things that we get into, uh, how to use your podcast to get speaking gigs and market yourself. He's created some great opportunities with the Voice for Voice podcast. And uh, we talk a lot about Alexa, developing apps, uh, what, are, what are called skills in, in the Alexa universe, where it's going, how, how are we going to use this in the future, and uh, what happens when Alexa goes mobile, when she's ubiquitous. So we, we get into a lot about Alexa. We talk about contextual OSs. Uh, this is something I've been kind of really waiting for and I'm, and I'm kind of fascinated by. Uh, you know, how, how can our, our iPhone or Android phone or Alexa or Siri change what they do when they know where we are and what we're doing? And, and will we let them know where we are and what we're doing? And right now the mic's always on, so how are they going to interpret location or sound level to make better decisions for us? And um, we kind of just wrap up on, you know, what should we be thinking about uh, and what are the opportunities in the voice space? So today is all about voice, all about Alexa, all about tech, which I'm glad to get into. There's one other thing on this topic that I want to I want to share with you guys. Um, a couple of years ago, I did a I call it a voice project. It was kind of like an interactive uh, walking tour on a platform called Detour, and I loved this this platform. It was amazing. And the uh, long story short, the company shut down, and the tour 
uh, is down. Trying to, trying to put it out there as a separate entity. But nonetheless, uh, there was a technology that was uh, spun out of that app. And it was, it's, it's, the company is now called Descript. And what they were really good at is you could load in a, um, uh, a voice file, an audio file, and it would transcribe it really, really well, like way better than, than Google. And uh, you'd get, you could do these long, long scripts and it would, it would convert it to text. Anyway, I just got um, an invitation to their beta, um, which is a new technology that is into synthetic voice. And if you don't know what synthetic voice is, that's basically, um, that's what you hear when you're listening to Siri or Alexa. It is, it is a voice that sounds human that is generated by a computer. And I uh, want to share with you guys just a really uh, quick demo of this. So the first clip you're going to hear is the original audio file. And then the second clip you're going to hear is the, uh, that person's voice being synthetically, uh, synthetically created. Uh, so again, first is real, and the second one is completely created by a computer. In another moment, down went Alice after it. Never once did she consider how in the world she was to get out again. But here's another sample. My voice might be generated by a computer, but I think it sounds pretty human. I don't know exactly how they made it, but I'm really impressed. And so here's where it kind of gets crazy, right? So in theory, you can uh, then type in a script and that uh, this service will generate a synthetic voice to speak whatever you type. And it sounds really natural. So here's, here's a sample of that as well that I just did on their website. I should probably listen to Rust Belt Startup this year. But where it's going to get crazy and where it's starting to get crazy is, you know, um, very soon, uh, even with a program like this, you'll probably be able to generate uh, a synthetic version of your own voice. Right. So you'll be able to speak some uh, uh, some words. The, the system will sample your voice and create a synthetic you that sounds like you, but it can read stuff that you did not say. That's crazy. And it's coming. It, it's, it's here. Um, but having all of us have access to it uh, to be able to do this kind of uh, transcription or uh, voice generation quickly and cheaply is going to be pretty interesting. So if you want to take a look at this, you can go to Descript.com, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T.com. And uh, if this tech keeps rolling this way, it's going to be pretty, uh, uh, pretty profound. You know, think about being able to map a loved one's voice. Uh, onto Alexa or Siri, or as AI develops, you'll be able to have a, a synthetic uh, voice conversation with perhaps a you know a, a loved one that's that's passed away, and their voice will be their voice uh, interacting with you in some way. There's there's some really interesting applications and some really um, uh, difficult, I think, ethical uh, implications of tech like this. So check out Descript.com. Let me know what you think. How spooked out are you since it's October? And let's get right into this conversation with Garrett John, the voice for voice. So, so, so Garrett, let's start at the beginning. You're, for, you're in Brixton right now, which as I've just learned is a mile of a mile around central London, but we met in New York and, um, you run an agency too. So can you talk a little bit about what do you do now? And then we'll go into your previous life. So what I do now is um, I run an agency called Move Digital, uh, which was established in 2012. And essentially, we provide growth services 
to a wide range of customers across the world. So people come to us because they need more visibility, they need more traffic, they need more leads, they need more inquiries. So that's what we do. So we take the client on and then we work out what is the best kind of strategy for them. So if it's um, organic search, then we um, ensure that their like website is optimized perfectly. Um, and they're ranking high for their target keywords. It may very well be that we need to create a really good video content and use um, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. It, it, we're not like really biased towards anything. It's things that work. So now we're doing podcasts for clients as well. So we create podcasts. We've got a mobile podcasting service. And obviously, voice is high up on our agenda as well. So um, flash briefings and advising on their voice strategy, um, things like sonic branding. So it's a wide range of um, a wide range of services. And how are most people finding you? I mean, you're you're in London, so you're kind of in a major metro area, but you work with people kind of all over the all over the place. So are most people finding you via organic search? Is it podcast stuff? How are most people getting to you? So we've got, we rank well in Google. Um, so things like Podcast Agency London, Search Marketing London, SEO Agency South London, SEO Agency Brixton, we rank well for that. Um, Alexa Agency, we're number one for that, um, yeah. as yeah, you would hope that we were. Um, and then we run Google AdWords, we run Facebook ads. So we actually invest quite a lot in it, um, you know, because we have to really. We have to, yeah and practice what you preach. So we pretend that Move is like a client, a high-paying client. And then we've obviously got the Voice for Voice podcast, which we do um, a regular, we've done 35 episodes. So that has like, um, that has been transformational really since, because after I met you in, um, well, we'll come to that in a second, uh, I launched the podcast and that has opened so many doors. So suddenly, um, like I've been, speaking in Amazon, I'm speaking in uh, Honda, a car manufacturer, in a couple of weeks' time. I'm speaking in a food and drink company. Yeah, about voice, because it's new and exciting. And uh, and I've, I've been doing the podcast for a year, so I have to continue. Yeah, yeah you have launched to... it right after we met, right? Yeah. We, we left, it was almost, almost exactly a year ago. It was just over a year ago, I think, right? I know. It was an amazing uh, couple of days in uh, New York City. And you were just like, I remember meeting you, and you're just like, I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna start the Voice for Voice. And like, you didn't you come up with the name of it? Like right there, we're having we're having a couple of beers. Like calling it the Voice for Voice. And here yeah, you are. I think so. Yeah. And my uh, one of the guys I work with, Will, uh, co-hosts yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's quite effective. It's quite, everyone so needs can a I, so can I ask you? Uh, you know, you're getting some of these speaking gigs out of, out of the podcast. How are people contacting you? Is it through the website? Are they, are they, how are, I mean, they're listening to it and going, Hey, would you speak to our company? Yeah. So LinkedIn is big. Um, I'm finding LinkedIn is massive at the moment. Um, and we've kind of worked out the algorithm on LinkedIn so that when we like put stuff that we get to the top, um, and Instagram, I put quite a lot of effort. Yeah. Behind it. Yeah. Um, it's a bit god it's hard work you know because sometimes you're not really in the mood i'm getting like less and less bullish on it just because like it's it's feeding the chickens every day you know i just don't have the i don't have the patience for it and i know it's like i for someone like me like ah, i don't know like i think it's it's a good it's a good strategy for a lot of people i just don't know if i've got it becomes um you know like you were saying like how how much 
what's the thing that you can work out where you're going to perform the best? And uh, for me, I don't know if it's Instagram yet. I don't know. Well, the point is with Instagram, you have to just update it regularly. And as we're talking now, I'm putting you on my Instagram stories. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So for people watching Instagram stories, I am a guest. Do you want to introduce your podcast? Yeah, sure. This is Ryan Miller. I run a podcast called Rust Belt Startup. And, uh, and we're talking with interesting people that are doing interesting things around the world. Exactly. And we met in New York um, exactly a year ago. So it's Exactly nice. a year ago. I was filming, I think I was filming a video for either Instagram or something. And you're like, what is this guy doing with this giant camera? Yeah. And you came up and just introduced yourself. And I'm glad you did because we were homies after that. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think you thought I was going to take the mic out of you, didn't you? I did. Yeah. yeah and I, I, did. Wasn't, I wasn't. I was I was being sincere. Um, and then we had a good chat then afterwards. Yeah, and you we know, well, I, I think one of the things when you talk about Instagram or when you talk about, uh, you know, a lot of social media strategy, so much of it is so well produced right now. And I'm very self-conscious of doing the selfie camera or, or filming myself talking in public. And I was very self-conscious doing it at the conference. Yeah, no, I've got over that now. But um, So how do you get over it? Just got to do it. And you just... Well, Think of your wife and children and uh, paying for the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you went, uh, I know I'm kind of jumping around uh, quite a bit here, but I think, you know, when you're talking about getting people that are asking you to now speak on voice tech, most of that's been just done f- through the podcast, right? Like, have you been going hard in other ways or is it, have you been, is the podcast been the thing? Yeah, the, the podcast has been quite successful. So it, it's listened to mostly in the States, bizarrely enough. But it's really, um, it's the States and the UK. And I think it's like the tech community listen to it. And yeah, but for example, when, we, when I go to Amazon now, um, this is the only situation apart from Christmas Day in my parents' house where people seem to know who I am because they've seen the videos, they've listened to the podcast. So it's quite bizarre, actually. That's crazy. Uh, I find it quite amazing, the power of, like, basically good content. And I and think... Are you, are yeah, you doing a lot of stuff besides just putting it out? Are you doing a lot of SEO and stuff around it? Or are you just like, I'm just going to... I just keep making it. Yeah. Well, we, we obviously... The, our website ranks well, and I put a lot of written content on the Move site as well to do with voice. Mm-hmm. So, like, five startups that need Alexa integration, and that's ranking really well. Um and it's, we, if you type in VaynerMedia into Google, Move is number four in SEO because Get we worked on Yeah, so I think Gary Vaynerchuk's probably not very happy, but um, because we basically wrote an article about VaynerMedia and for some reason Google is just indexing it. So we get shitloads of traffic from uh, people looking for VaynerMedia and business as well who can't afford VaynerMedia. <laughs> wow, great. that's a great strategy. That's a great yeah. strategy. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it either. So, <laughs> can we can we turn? What I really want to talk about is is voice uh, uh, today. But I want to turn back the clock a little bit because we we're I think we were having a beer, and you were telling me that in a previous life, um, you were a record executive. You started a record company, and so I want to just talk a little bit about that because uh, you're are you also a musician? Yeah, so I was in bands when I was younger. So I, I when I was kind of fifteen, I gave up on school. And I just, um, I was just convinced I was going to be the biggest rock star in the world. So that was my focus. So all I did was write songs. 
Um, and it's around about the time that Oasis came out. So I was yeah, just yeah. with Oasis and um, I used to go to all their shows around the UK and literally changed my life. Um, and then I realized when I was 18 um, that perhaps my destiny wasn't on the stool, but it was actually the business behind it. Um, and it was my best friend from school actually got a job as a, a DJ on a station called Radio One, which yeah. is quite for radio program um and he was the youngest ever radio dj to be on radio one and he was in charge of new music so he was my best friend we lived together and we had this idea uh, let's set up a record label um because we were out watching bands every night and um yeah so that's that's basically how it happened and we so we decided to release a record um decided to release um a single by a different band every month and we called it the booby trap singles club um, and sony quickly got to hear about it because we were like young kids you know one one of which was on the radio um putting up records every month and sony then in, invited us to the headquarters in london and said we'll fund you we'll give you money so all of a sudden Sony were funding us and it was like amazing yeah and okay okay wait, wait slow 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 so so you what was in what year was this 2000 2000 so this wasn't i mean well i now it's like oh my god 20 years ago but like what was involved with starting a record label in 2000 because it was still all about distribution back then yeah it was so it was um the main thing was the website so we built a community on the website so we had a website it's not even up anymore called boobynet.co.uk and it was around the time that message boards were massive so the message boards were just full of people just having me mental discussions about the bands um and and yeah it was distribution so like how can you get the record promoted so i written about in all the music press which we would do for each release how can you get it played on the radio? Well, we had that kind of covered. Um, and then how can you get it in the shops as quickly as possible? And the first um, single we released was number two in the UK indie charts. It was brilliant. What? Uh, wow. Yeah. John Peel used to play every single band and he used to invite every band in for a session. And it, yeah, and in 2001, then so a year in, Rolling Stone called it the best record label in the world because we were just putting up so much like I guess content if you look at it yeah. like uh, the podcast just if you just release stuff all the time it's like good stuff you know it's unique yeah. it's a bit different it's a bit like doing a podcast about voice um it's a bit unique it's a bit different you're doing it all the time and people listen you know and are interested so I think that's a quite that's what I tell people you know you just need to be consistent it's a bit like Instagram just do it all the time all the time you know, just no, no matter how boring you think it is, people then just engage with it and they join you on this journey. So we did it for, we the, the booby trap ship sailed for seven years and it came to an end when one um, Morrissey came to watch one of our bands um, and Morrissey never goes out, especially in London. And so the band rang me up and said, you'll never guess what who's watching us. Morrissey's in the audience. Next thing you know, I get a phone call from New York. He's ringing, you know, like 23. Why is someone... Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was Morrissey's manager. Would the band like to go on tour with Morrissey? So the band oh, went on Yeah, and, and I said, well, the thing is, I don't think we've got the money to put them on this tour because it's going to cost like £100,000, you know, to like 
it's like it was a proper arena tour. And then he rang me back and he said, oh, I've spoken to Morrissey, he'll pay for everything. So he paid for the band to go on tour um, and it was reaching boiling point and we were like, wow, this band think it's going to happen for this band, as in it might connect with people. Yeah. The manager of the band was a guy, I'll say his name, was a guy called Josh. And he, uh, we didn't know that the band, and this is like when you look back, oh, we didn't know that the band didn't have their own bank account. The money all got transferred into Josh's account and no one has seen Josh. Oh my God. Uh, so we had £50,000 worth of records, which had been uh, printed up on credit from the factory. And of course, no money to pay for it. So we literally had to just call shut it a day. It, oh no, we did. Yeah, we shut the doors. But it was interesting. Oh, yeah, it was around about the time of iTunes and stuff like that. So we were one of the first labels to put stuff on iTunes. Um, but it all got wiped, so we're in the process of getting everything back on there now and doing a bit of publicity. Who was who was the band that was that, that was that, that was breaking? So they're called the Boyfriends. Um, yeah, and quite an, and they sounded a bit like the Smiths, so that's why Morrissey liked them. So oh yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, so that's that's how I got that's the music story, and then from then I yeah just got into digital. Well, I think for the iTunes thing, working out the content and putting stuff up regularly, um, you know, on websites and just telling a story was like the natural progression for me, really. So then, yeah, I worked in-house in a couple of roles and then I set up my company in 2012. Wow. When do you feel like, um, was it Booby Trap Records? Was that the name of the label? Yeah, yes, do yes. You, do you feel like you got it? Like, was this a blessing in disguise? Or do you think if that went, you'd still be in the music business? Because, like, things have, have turned upside down. Yeah, so at six, tonight I'm meeting a lot of people from the music business, actually, because I'm what I'm trying to do now is do the voice thing for music. So I'm saying to artists, quite high-profile artists, one of which is the person that I mentioned at the start of the uh, yeah. show, so um, the band that I really liked, um, I'm, I'm, I think that they need to approach voice as a way of marketing their records. So, like flash briefing. Yeah. So, if like, like Britney Spears has got a record out on Friday, why not do a flash briefing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which is exclusive content that you can only get on, you know, Alexa. So everyone's going to go to their Alexas because everyone's got them to listen to this exclusive content. And then on the Friday it gets released on Amazon music and, you know, it's just a really simple gimmicky way yeah. of promoting people. So that's what I'm trying to get persuade people to do. That's interesting. Do you, do you feel, um, I, I think I know what your answer is going to be to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because yeah. you seem like, uh, in, the, in the conversations that we've had in the past, you obviously seem to be someone who's willing to um, deal with a bit of risk and try something new, be a first mover. Um, has that been a muscle that you've always had or have you cultivated that over the years? Yeah, I, I'm quite, I, I do take risks, you know, I'm not like, yeah, I just think you've got to get on with it, you know. I'm not. I'm. I'm fine with risk. My life is just one big risk, you know. It could crash and burn in, in any second, you know. And I'm right with that. It keeps things exciting. But I guess my core core business is like I've got my core business as well, and I've got 
you know, my client base. And that's really important to allow me then to like look at things like voice and say, Hey, I want to be the first that does this properly. Okay. Uh, that makes, that clears a lot of things up. Cause it's like, you know, how do you balance, um, you know, it, you gotta, you're more sure of it. I'm sure because you're kind of living in, in this, in, in the, the realm of voice tech, but like, you know, a lot of people I, I work with, with, um, uh, small businesses and folks that are just dipping their toes in the water and, um, risk is a difficult thing, especially when you don't feel like you're an expert at something and you yeah. got to go sell that thing. Right. And so how do you, how do you, are you just confident? You're like, I know I'll, I will be able to figure this out. Or are you just kind of like hoping for the best in some of these situations? Um, I think it's like a calculated risk, isn't it? Because you, yeah at voice and you think well you know it's on 100 million devices you know google is the largest search engine in the world you know i look at my son and he and his friends they're just talking into siri they're talking into google and you think well actually the natural progression for the way we search is to talk and is to ask so therefore is it that much it's not like i'm saying i'm going to set up a Turkish restaurant in uh, Brixton, and I'm going to set up a, ch a global chain because I think the world needs to taste my. I just think it's a natural progression of the music thing and natural search. I think that's that's what it is. So I, I guess yeah, I'm trying. I'm passionate about it, but I'm trying to um, be do something unique as well. I guess oh, that's super interesting. Well, I guess why don't why don't we talk about voice because um, uh, you know this is this is I think where you and I kind of connected and I'm gonna be so I'm a little bit of a luddite when it comes to voice so I know that we met at VoiceCon because I I, I like you I, I feel like this is where a lot of it's going and I'm usually yeah. like I'm a first mover on almost everything except except for voice right. and it's not that I disagree that it's gonna go there I for me, like I'm one of the only people probably that I do not have an Alexa in our home. Right. Um, I have one at work to play and to test, uh, but I don't have one at the house. Is that for security reasons or? You know, there's a thing. It's just like, yeah, I, I, and I, I know it's probably unfounded. Um, and, th but there's this voice voice in the back of my head. That's just going, man, I don't know. I don't know yet. Like, do I, um, because of, of the continuous, recording and yet i'm happy to sh you know i'm a pretty public um person so I, there's a disconnect there but i guess i wanted to uh, let's start by um you know we i agree with you i think this is just naturally where it's where it's going what's the thing that kind of tripped the wire for you where it's like i think i can um that it, it was it the numbers and was it just watching and listening to your kids and just going yeah this is definitely going to be a thing yeah, it was dropping my son off at football or driving him back, and he was talking into Siri. And then I just realized, and I said, do you, do you type when you No, no, we don't do that. We just, and then I realized, yeah, whatever their generation are going to be called, Generation ZYB, um, they're the ones that this is all aimed at, really. Yeah. So, so that was a factor. The fact that like so many people are buying these devices was another factor. So the fact that Alexa is the number one bestseller on um, Amazon, mm -hmm. which is pretty good. The fact that the Alexa app is the number one downloaded app on the App Store, uh, Christmas time. So then you've got like 
okay, so you've got all these devices and the fact that they're pretty good as well. You know, I test them and, you know, it's really easy to build a skill as well. So then in my head, I'm looking at like startups like Uber and, you know, Deliveroo in the UK, where essentially they used mobile phones as the platform to launch right. their company. We've got phones and we can launch an app and the app can work out where we are. So essentially saving time and money to customer. Then I'm thinking, well, surely then the next, the new wave of tech entrepreneur is going to use voice as the platform to launch um, their service, which is going to help people save time and money. So that's what we're kind of waiting for now is the, the new wave of tech entrepreneur who decides, I don't want to do mobile, I want to do voice. I'm going to use voice as a way of that. that. And it's going to be something really simple. It's going to be something like, you know, um, like a, some sort of takeaway or some sort of financial services or some sort of game, you know, although I don't really like the games on Alexa. It really annoys me that the amount of games that are on there, the kind of quizzes. Yeah. But there's going to be something that's created that reaches mass, mass kind of use. And then that's when the brands will invest in it. Because at the moment, the brands aren't investing in it. And we're just using the skills. There's 80,000 skills on Alexa. And the majority of them aren't great. There's some really good ones we test on, on our podcast. But the majority of them aren't very good. But they will get better. And Amazon invests. There's 10,000 people that work on Alexa. Wow. It's, you know, it's high up on their agenda and, you know, Google, we, I don't talk about Google nearly enough with duplex and with what they're doing there. Although that was a bit of a publicity stunt, that call to the restaurant. Oh, but man, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was cool. Um, do you, do you think that, that Amazon is the clear, the clear front runner at this point? I mean, is, is Google and Duplex, are they even close at this point in terms of utility and what people are actively yeah. using it for? Because I, I feel think like they're giving them away. Like here in the States, it's like you can get a Google Home for free with like anything. You get it like with Chinese takeout, they'll give you a Google Home with it. They're desperately trying to get these devices in, so in people's homes. My view is that Google will um, win the search battle so people will use google products to search for things so hey google find me a takeaway in brixton and because google's got the best search data it will then get you and we test it on the podcast they google does deliver the best search data amazon is linked to bing bing is nowhere near as good as uh google, google wins that google will then work out a way of monetizing that so that you can basically um in the same way as as part of Google's ad display network, you can then optimize it for voice and you can appear uh, top for voice. So that will happen. And that's just a fact. And obviously, Google Assistant is um, incredible as well. It's, it yeah. is really great. On the phone, it's really awesome. Then you've got Amazon, which um, I think will win the um, skill battle. So people will create like, so it's a bit like Android and uh, you know iOS. Yeah. Google will, so Amazon will win the skill battle and brands and people will build um, the kind of killer skills that we use day to day. Um, because I think people like Alexa more than they like Google Home. But I think from a practical point of view, Google will give you the best info. Alexa will give you the fun stuff. Interesting. Do you think... Um... Do you think that at some point these are all going to be layered? So, for example, you know, do you think at some point I'll have my 
iPhone, which will default to like Siri will be there. But do you think I'll also be able to call up Alexa as a layer and Google Home as a layer? Or do you think these are all going to be siloed in perpetuity? No, I think, no, you'll be able to be multi-use. You can already, but I could get my phone now and ring my son. It's a really funny thing to do, actually. So we've got um, a show, um, which is the one with the screen, in the kitchen in our house. And my wife doesn't work one day a week. So what I do is I drop in to her in the kitchen and she does, she isn't expecting it. And then suddenly my big round face appears on the screen. And she get and she's doing the work, like uh, doing something, and uh, I think she was doing the washing up. Bit of a cliche, and uh, she was not happy. Or my son, if I'm worried that he hasn't texted me because he's late, for, you know, he's walked back from school, I drop into his room and then I appear in his room, and you can do that from your phone. So, what do you mean you drop in? Do you have to call it, or you just boom, you're there? Yeah, you drop in using the. So you just say, Alexa, drop into, um, so you can either use it on your phone or you can use it on your device. So I can oh, use see, it see, I didn't know you could do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not calling. You just, you're basically like virtually teleporting there. Just like it yeah. turns on and, and there you are. There you are. Yeah, you scream. So it's hilarious. Oh, that's crazy. I know. So I do it to my mum and dad and, you know, it's, it's, well, as the voice of voice, I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> That's crazy. So do you like the show? Do you think that that's a natural extension? Or are you all about just the... No, no, I love the show, yeah. We tested, um, on the last podcast, we tested a game called Deal or No Deal, which mm -hmm. is like a very game, and it was amazing. The screen is beautiful. It's really high definition. It looks really good. So I think, yeah, the screen works. Because I know Facebook was coming... What was it, the portal? And that seemed to have crashed and burned. And it's yeah. probably because it was Facebook, but... Well, yeah, Portal is like a bit of a running joke on the podcast. It is basically, yeah. we, we're convinced that in Facebook's offices, a bit like when Booby Trap, uh, we had to close the doors, there's just stacks of these. Uh, <laughs> Laying around. And Mark Zuckerberg's like, hey, guys, when are we going to get rid of these portals? No one's interested in the yeah. Portal one. We need to just stick to uh, data and trying to spin ads in front of people and then yeah. persuade people that's not what you do. What do you, what's your favorite, can you take me through as not the, not as the voice for voice, right? I'm going to take the voice for voice hat off and just practically, um, what are, can you take me through like, what are your main interactions, how you use voice in your daily life with Alexa? What are the, what are the skills that you use on a regular basis or the things that you really dig? Yeah. So there's a good uh, scale called the Eurostar scale, which is pretty good. So if you need to go um, to book a train somewhere, we actually, because I, I run uh, the Alexa Dev Conference in Amazon as well. I help co-run it with a, a really well-regarded uh, dev there. And we got them in to talk. And yeah, that is just a genius, like um, really well-built skill where you can basically get train times and things like that. Um, reminders are really good. So setting reminders and, you know, when you get to the office, like basically like a Trello board, but it's on Alexa. Obviously, the biggest thing that we all use it for that we take for granted is play music. Yeah. So that's like genius. That is like, that's like for Spotify, that's like Bluetooth in the car. When Spotify realized that most of their listeners were actually connecting their phones to the Bluetooth and listening to Spotify yeah. and 
Um, I'm trying to think what else. I book Ubers a lot using um, Alexa, and it works. So what do you do with that? You just say, hey, get me an Uber, and then it shows yeah. up. it just shows up to your house? Yeah, exactly. And it's quite funny. We did a test for uh, the podcast once, and I filmed it, um, and the Uber turned up, and he wouldn't let us film. For some reason, so I wonder what that text, what Uber driver had done that he didn't want me to film in. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Calculator, very good for a calculator. Big calculations I use Alexa for. Um, flash briefings, so I get my daily flash briefings. So I listen to TechCrunch, BBC, Sky Sports. I had my own flash briefing for a month as well. Um, so that's like something. Um, that's pretty cool. The banking is what I'm waiting for, that I'll be able to just do my banking, but it's obviously quite, can't do it in the office, can you, you know? So um, we booked shopping. So what are you looking for for banking? You want to be like, hey, what, what's my balance or transfer, you know, X amount of, of pounds to this account or? Yeah, what's my balance? So that you don't have to look at the screen. Because um, remember we went to, when we were in VoiceCon, there was that amazing woman from JP Morgan who'd created yeah. Which I think, like, he just persuaded her to turn up, and the skill wasn't that good, really, or developed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was interesting though that they were very interested in investing in in voice. You know, I, that I was a little surprised, but maybe there's a lot more of this going. Is there a lot more of this going on behind the scenes than we know yeah. about, and people just haven't figured it out yet? They haven't figured it out yet, and I think they're ready to pounce and they will invest. But it's the kind of ROI. Thing, you know, well, why should I invest in this when I can invest in Facebook ads? I'd just rather invest in Facebook ads and better content, you know? What's the, can you talk about flash briefings for a minute for, for people that don't know what they are? What's a flash briefing? So you basically say, Alexa, enable my flash briefing. And then through the Alexa app, you then, um, you then decide what your flash briefings are. So whatever you're interested in, golf, food, there's content which relates to that, usually by a magazine or a TV channel um, or a radio station, and then it just plays in order your news. It's a bit like checking your Twitter feed, but a voice version of it. And the flash briefings are getting better. They should be about a minute. Mm -hmm. And I'm convinced that uh, influencers need to really um, invest in flash briefings. So that, you know, whoever you, you know, I, who do I like? I like Liam Gallagher. I like a chef called Rick Stein. I like, you know, uh, there's like boxing coaches that I like. If they were to talk to me every day and get me geared up for my day, that would be really valuable, you know? And then there's opportunities to sponsor the flash briefings as well in my head. So you could say this flash briefing is brought to you by, you know, Jack Daniels. And Jack Daniels pay you. 50 grand to host the flash briefing because they know that a million people listen to it. I think that's where we're going to get to. You got to get a hold of Liam Gallagher, man. That'd be a good pair. Jack Daniels and Liam Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's the one I'm trying to do the flash briefing for. Yeah, I think so, that's a... So what's involved with the flash briefings? Are they read by Alexa? Or is it basically, it's a mini podcast, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's your own voice and it's just really easy. You go to the... Um, Alexa platform and you just upload it, upload the audio. You need to build a skill first, which is super easy. Um, and then you just upload it and it goes live. 
let's talk about that for a second. You you said at the very kind of at, at the drop when we were talking that it's so simple to build a, a flash briefing skill. So what's involved with that? Is it like publishing a podcast? Yeah. So you publish a podcast through Libsyn and you publish a flash briefing through um, the you know the Amazon Alexa portal. So you you essentially record the audio and you upload the file and that's it. And the, the file links to your the skill. So your you know my skill would be the voice for voice skill, and the, the skill um, is where the content sits, and you upload it, and you prioritize it, and it just gets uploaded, but, and it gets sorry released via voice. What happens if you don't update a new one day to day? It just skips it over in your order because it's all yeah. about consistency, right? It is, but it's like the releasing the records every month and the podcast every week and the Instagram. You just need to do it all the time. Yeah. All the time. Can we can you explain and this is this is a genuine like I do not know the answer to this and, and, and it's because I have not developed an Alexa skill and I haven't spent enough time with Alexa as we as we personify him, her, it all all the time. Um so the skill, you know, you said um, Alexa, you know, we can call up Alexa and say, Alexa, play the voice for voice podcast or Alexa, yeah. you call a skill. Are skills kind of like domain names? So, for yes. example, like, do you so should we be squatting these things at this point? Well, no, you can't. Um, you can't do that. I've thought about that. And um, <laughs> there's nothing stopping like loads of people having the same one. But you, you essentially um you program the skill uh it's called conversation design so you decide then how um how you want the conversation to go how you want the conversation to flow so if it was a skill for a trying to think a florist so the florist would base there would be 30 40 commands alexa open the florist skill uh find me a bouquet uh, uh for 25 pounds and then alexa would say what flowers would you would in fact alexa would say would you like roses would you like and you would then kind of converse with alexa decision trees basically right yeah exactly and then you're then presented with the final bouquet of flowers which is 25 pounds it's within budget would you like to order yes then you pay for it money gets wired and then it gets delivered easy enough well, easy enough, you see, and this is what's, I don't understand what's pay, taking people so long. I really don't. Yeah, because essentially, right, like you're just doing, if I'm a, if I'm a web developer, right, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some systems design to get people from homepage to completed order, right? Like we can all visualize what those yeah. steps are. And all you're saying is, all you have to do is do that for voice and it's just decision tree conversations. Yeah, and I think it's the simpler, the better, you know, just so yeah. data. People order flowers every day. So just build an amazing um, flower skill. Build an amazing area skill. Um, you know, an area skill where all the local rec restaurants upload their menus and you can, you know, book tables and you can get stuff delivered. So that's what I think, that's what I think will happen. But it yeah, needs people. I agree. <laughs> what, are the, yeah. what are the implications for... Um... For search, you think, you know, one of the things that's got me kind of thinking is when you're talking about Google delivering the best results and, and calling those sponsored um, sponsored voice searches. You know, right now we type something into Google and we get 20 or 100,000 results. Right. But when I'm using voice, I just want the I want the one. Right. And so this is going to be kind of an interesting. How is Google or Alexa? How are they going to prioritize 
um, ba or balance usefulness with paid? Well, that, they're obviously, they say that they're not, but it's all about the paid and the ads. I think yeah. the spot, voice enabled ads are just going to be huge and they'll be at the start of every podcast and all the music streaming services where you essentially, um, are on the train, you don't pay the 15 pounds for Spotify or whatever it is, and then you're, you're presented with an ad and then you're, they say, there's a call to action, would you fight, like to find out more? You say yes, you say yes, and then you're then taken down a UX journey, wherever it might be, which is voice enabled, you know, where you, you would essentially leave probably a telephone number or an email address or something so that they can get in touch with you. Ah, that's interesting. So you're not necessarily going through the whole sales process necessarily. It's kind of a placeholder. It's like you, it's a, it's a lead gen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm really big on that. I've bought, um, a domain called alexaads.com. Yeah. I'm, so I'm convinced that that I, really, I'm just giving everything away here because I run an agency. I'm not really interested in building skills because I don't really build things. That's not what I do. There's loads of people who build stuff and I just let them build stuff. What I want to do is market and like basically um, help brands and people sell more stuff. And I think I can do that through voice. So I'm, that's what my long-term goal is, is um, is the advertising side of it and being, you know, owning that space. That's amazing. Do you, do you feel like, um, so as, as Alexa goes on more and more devices, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm also, I've been interested in for a while, and I, I feel like no one's really kind of figured this out yet, but the idea of, of a more contextual OS. So like, it's one thing to know, it's one thing to have uh, access to Alexa when I'm on, let's just say I'm on the train or whatever, right? Um, or, or having Alexa as a layer on my phone or Siri as a layer on my phone. But it's a whole other thing to have them understand the context of where I am, what I'm doing when I make that request. Is that already baked in or is that something that you think is coming? Yeah, I think it's coming. So I'm seeing that you're wearing pods now and I, I'm convinced yeah. that the Amazon pods will be the thing that allows, it, allows Alexa to go mobile. So that's when like you'll get super interested when you walk into the bus and you like adding things to your shopping list, you're finding out the bus time, you're playing your favorite podcast, you're responding to ads, you're making a call, you're using your favorite skill, you know, I, I just think you're checking your bank balance, you're, you're doing all this transactional yeah, stuff passively. without actually doing anything, you're just looking at thin air. Yeah. You know, about, and then, uh, I don't know, there's something quite free about that, isn't there, you know? Not well, like you know, I think my most valuable device, or what's what's becoming become my most valued device, is actually is actually the watch. Uh, I off well for me personally, like my my day to day, I offload an amazing. I shouldn't say amazing amount, but I offload a ton of stuff to my watch, and all that is all basically voice interaction, right? I mean, Siri sucks still at this point. Yeah. But, um, you know, I get, I'll get, you know, obviously email messaging is are the two killer features for me on the watch. But there's a lot of instances where I'll come home and I put the phone down somewhere and I don't touch it for the rest of the night. I do everything I need to do um, uh, via the watch. Actually, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I When we had our, our, our second child in November. Um, oh, well done. Yeah. I didn't know that. Awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I got a little boy, little boy. He's doing good. Oh, so he's six months now. Wow. Yeah. So you sleep uh we're getting there yeah he's been he's been better it's been better it was a it was a, a bit of a challenge 
out of the gate, as, as you know. Um, and being up late at night, you know, the combination of the AirPods and the watch has been really helpful. And in fact, I fired off, uh, I was able to do a lot of uh, my my work work. My I was emailing like almost exclusively from my watch with voice for, for several days. Um, just because, you know, we're holding the kid or whatever and people were, were pinging in or doing Slack responses. And I sent uh, Tim Cook a message and was just like, man, like, this is this has been tremendous that I've been basically operating my business like 60% from a watch like who would have thought that, that would that would happen and I said you know one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I've been holding a, our newborn and he sent me an email back like who would have thought you know Amazing. yeah but to right. me like this has been the the bridge so I can see like I'm super happy to interact with voice here it's getting me comfortable um, yeah. to do that you know yeah, well, I think it just takes time, doesn't it? It's like, it's yeah. just going to take time. Who would have felt comfortable doing this 20 yeah. years? Yeah, or... I agree. I agree. Well, let's, let's hope it happens anyway. So, Well, you got some bet- you got some skin in the game, right? I've definitely got some skin in the game. I've actually invested proper, do you know what I mean? I've actually invested yeah. in it. You know? there's, and there's always haters. People, what's he doing that for? Waste of time, you know, but... Well, I, I think the, the tech's not going anywhere, you know? I, I don't think the tech's going anywhere. And I'm, I'm kind of with you. I like the passive consumption of the pack. You know, it's one of the – I listen to an, an amazing amount of podcasts, and I think one of the reasons that podcast is – it's kind of the golden age of podcasting right now. And so I think it's still in its infancy is just because of – we can – because of these things. We, we're just it's, – yeah. it's on the go all the time. You can be learning something or being entertained, you know? It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and yet, yeah, you know, I, I teach uh, at, at a community college locally, and I did a kind of a soft uh, uh, survey on podcasts. And there were a lot of my students that have never heard a podcast before, which is to me that ah. means like, a that's that's a little crazy, but it reminds me sometimes that that people like you and I we might live in a little bit of a bubble, because yeah. there's still a lot of people that don't even know what a podcast is, and oh my gosh, the growth potential is huge still. Uh-huh. And um, it's scary. It's scary. It is scary. So what are the things that you're most excited about that are coming down the pike that you're working on or actively working on, um, you know, in well, terms of voice? Well, f- the f- flash briefings, particularly with influencers, that's something. So I've got, yeah. like, stuff to do with that tonight. And I really want to – I've got, like, a hit list of people that I'm targeting, and slowly I'm getting to them. And they're quite high-profile people, and which, if I manage to pull it off, then that is how I will actually, in my head, actually influence the voice kind of train, you know? Because if people hear and they see, you know, influencers using voice through flash briefings or whatever, that could inspire a whole movement of, you know, people just doing it. So that's that's kind of what I've got in my head. What's the, can you can you just give me a little as this this just came to my head too, which is, you know, how discovery seems to be a little hard on first skills. You know, how are you thinking people? So it's one thing if like, uh, you know, the Gallagher brothers do a flash briefing. Well, maybe the Gallagher brothers aren't going to do a flash briefing, but no, you know what I'm saying, right? Like that if I'm if I'm cued into a celebrity, I think there there's that's low hanging fruit, and I think that's incredibly powerful. Um, when you look at people in smaller cities or places like where I'm from, you know, what do you see as opportunities for people to get into building these skills if I don't already have a big audience? 
Well, the obvious thing to do is like is your local uh, council, you know. So when does the bins get? When do the bins get collected? You know? So mm. to build that's a skill that like actually people could practically, because you know it's a nightmare. I don't know what it's like over there, but God, when is the bin being collected? What bag do I put in? When's the like food waste? When does that need to go out? You know. So it's like asking practical stuff. I think stuff like that. But anyone could do that. You could do like a little dev. I'm going to uh, build that. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that, and then if you do that, Amazon will love that. And then they'll like probably pay for something, you know, so you need to get in touch with Amazon. Um, or like a bus timetable or just yeah. simple, you know. I don't know. Like just look at the community and how. No, but you're right. Solve a problem, right? Solve a problem. Yeah, yeah, because it is difficult, for, especially for the elderly. And what I like about voice is the fact that it's uh, it's voice for good, I call it, and it's, it's quite a bit of a – you can actually use voice for good. So, for example, charities now, um, you can um, donate to charities using a voice. So you just open up the skill and you just donate, and it links up to Amazon Pay. Um yeah, and but, but they you have to deliver like, something of value, right? Like, or if I'm going to be a, a serial donator, right? Because does it make sense for me to go through the user friction of downloading the skill, enabling it, just so I can make it, you know, a ten dollar donation? Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't, does it? So you'd have to be a regular, but it's it's gimmicky, and they're testing it out, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think yeah, it's it's the day to day stuff that so people just need to do the day to day stuff and market it well. Interesting. Well. What uh, can you can you give me a sense of what's coming up next on Voice for Voice? What are some of the things that you are going to be testing or uh, uh, things you got in the in the hopper? Yeah, well, we've got a really interesting guest on. Um, he's the founder of a company called What Three Words. Um, so, What Three Words are one of the biggest kind of tech startups, I guess, from the UK. And this guy has basically invented this way, you should check it out, it's amazing, that you can identify your location um, by just providing three words. So he's, he's uh, basically mapped on uh, to the world grids, and within the grids, different words fit into each, each grid. So what, in whatever you lo location you are, there are three individual unique words um, that can pinpoint your location. So it could be where I am now. My location is pizza, piano, monkey. But what's happened is that it's big um, voice is a big part of his strategy. Um, emergency services now use it as a way of locating people who are lost. Wow. So imagine you say you ring up... Um, you're on the side of a mountain and then you say, I help, I'm in trouble, I've broken my leg, where are you? I'm on a mountain. Yeah, okay, but where? I don't know. Where's it by? What they say is, right, have you got your mobile phone on you? Yes, download this app called What Three Words and then um, he, 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 they're able to locate the exact location. And what it's been really popular is, uh, it's, it's popular in places like, I think in Mongolia and places like that where there's no postcodes, where you can't, if, get a letter delivered to you because you don't know um, the location. It's huge. So he's actually coming on the show next week. If this is like the biggest, um, like, you know, he's really excited. So we're ex super excited to get him I'll, on. I'll be listening. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, we're meeting him on Friday. 
we met him in Amazon a few months ago. He spoke to the dead. So, yeah, that's how the kind of conversation started. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. That's that's what we're doing. Keep going. Keep doing the podcast. Keep creating content. Keep Just keep moving. Keep growing the agency. And, uh, yeah, don't keep still. That's exciting, man. I'm I'm super stoked for you. I think you're I think you're really onto something. And um, and if people want to to learn more about you and what you're doing, uh, obviously the podcast is the voice for voice. Where where can people contact you? Or where can people find all the things that you're up to? Yeah, so Instagram is my main one. So just uh, my username is Geraint John, unpronounceable Welsh name G E R A I N T John. So you'll find me on there, and then that's where you'll just yeah, I'm just on Instagram all the time. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for the time, man. This is great. I like to be able to dig into some of the tech stuff and geek out a little bit. This has been a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, great. Really cool. Good to see you, mate. Anyway. Oh, yeah, you too, man. And I, I'm, I'm following you from afar, and I, I appreciate you uh, uh, kind of well, keeping keeping well, in touch, you know? New York soon, and we'll, we'll meet up. Or if I get over time. across the pond, I'd love to meet up with you too and buy you a pint. Yeah, definitely. I'm always up for pints. <laughs> All right, man. I'll be following you. Keep in touch. Thanks a lot for the time, Garrett. This was great, man. Great content. Yeah, no worries, man. Take care. Cheers. Take See ya. Bye. Yeah. I love getting into the weeds a little bit with some of this new tech stuff. That was Garrett John, the voice for voice. If you want to check out and subscribe to his podcast, he's on season two right now. You just search for the voice for voice on Apple Podcasts and he will show up. Good dude. Hope to catch up with him soon in person as well. Uh, thanks a lot, Garen, for being on the show. Um, that's it. That's all I got this week. Be back soon-ish for another episode of Rust Belt Startup. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you later. Be good.